Hello, I'm Thomas Smith, and I'm here with Paige Dugan. We are students at the University of New England in Southern Maine, and we are here today to share something interesting to you we have learned about plants. This plant in particular is the broadleaf cattail, or typha latifolia, and we're doing this to help cure of something called plant blindness. Plant blindness is simply when we have plants in our backyard we don't know anything about or even notice where they live. We want to change that because plants are really cool and also very important um, for the environment as well as humans too. Hello and welcome to the podcast on broadleaf cattail or typho latifolia. Right now Paige is currently weaving a basket while we do this podcast out of the leaves of typho latifolia, one of the many uses it has as we'll get into later on in the podcast. Um, the Latin name itself is pretty explanatory, 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 um, typha means cattail in Greek, and in Latin, uh, lati means broad, and fola means leaf. Um, it's nice when science names things exactly how they are. Um, and they make sense because the leaves are two inches wide. Um, they're quite flat and green and they're kind of soft. Um, and they can grow up to be six feet tall, which is impressive for someone like me who is very short. Um, they also flower in a very interesting way, kind of similar to pine trees, believe it or not. Um, the plant has both male and female flowers on the same plant. As well as they flower at different times, with the male part of the flower flowering earlier in the season and the female one later. It's called monoecoous. I don't know the exact pronunciation, but um, it's when the male flowers are produced first at the top of the flower spike and the females are produced directly below them. The seed head in this case for the cattail is the big fluffy looking thing that looks like a corn dog. Um, and before it's green and fluffy, it's actually green. And something very cool you can do with the uh, not matured female seed is you can boil it and eat it like corn on the cob. It kind of tastes like artichoke. Um, I really like when they dry out um, because the green seed head turns brown and the spike of the plant is extremely fluffy. Um, the adaptation of this seed head be, um, having seeds that look like dandelion seeds is that it allows them to be dispersed by wind, water, and other natural disturbances. Um, and the cool thing about it is once the seed touches water, um, the carp, pear carp, which is just the encasing around the seed to protect it, opens so that the seed can sink into the ground where the water is. Um, the seeds, the fluffy seeds have been used by Native Americans in a lot of different ways, from bedding, pillows, to diapers, and even fire starters. Um, and... If it's dipped in animal fat or something, it can be used as a torch. 
speaking of human uses, there's actually a lot of uses for the cattail plant. In fact, it can be used in all four seasons, fall, winter, summer, and spring. One part of the plant is always usable or edible. Um, there's evidence that these the use of cattails by humans from as early as 30,000 years ago. And it's not just the fluff, it's all of it. So um, a great example is the rhizomes and the roots, it, which is another way the plant grows asexually, just by um, spreading shoots from the base of its roots. Um, but it's also been used for food by humans as well. The rhizome is starchy, like a potato, so you can use it for flour, po uh, porridge, pancakes. Um, but you do have to grab the roots of the plant. The rhizome's not on the top, so you have to reach down into the water, pull the whole thing out. But it is very healthy. It's got uh, proteins and nutrients. Um, the sweet fiber in roots, besides starchy carbohydrates, also have different vitamins and minerals. The stalk shoots have vitamins A, B, C, and potassium, as well as phosphorus. And the seeds can even be ground up and used as flour substitute. Um, you can bake it, boil it, fry it, or even if you harvest it from a really pristine natural area, you can eat it raw too. Um, and it can be used in multitudes of recipes from simple stuff like pancakes, like I already said, to casseroles and stir fries. Uh, we mentioned before that the broad leaves um, can be used to make baskets. Um, another thing is that their leaves themselves can be used to make twine if you like strip it apart. Um, and that's super useful, especially when you're trying to build a wigman for protection against the elements in the summer. Because um, the leaves themselves are have a waterproof coating. Um, so that protects against summer rains, um, and can help keep moisture off the ground if it's, the leaves are made into a sleeping mat. Um, medically, the gel inside the stalk is used for sunburns and other skin irritations or inflama inflammations, um, as it contains micro, my, antimicrobes. Um, and cattails also provide two forms of antiseptic both as the ashes from the burned cattail leaves and the droplets of sap that form at the plant's base can be applied to wounds to keep them from getting infected. The sap can also be used on toothaches. Most recently, scientists have claimed um, the potential for cattails to be used as biofuel. Um, and the cattails don't just help humans out. They're also super helpful to the environment. Um, many wetland plants, um, like many other wetland plants, cattails bioaccumulate toxins in themselves, which um, is one important to remember when collecting them. Um, you want to make sure that it, they're from a clean source. Um, but what that means is the cattails absorb other pollution poll pollutants from the water around them. Um, and so, sorry, so urban gardeners frequently plant these in small ponds, um, to keep exhaust fumes from the roads, um, out of their gardens and I mean, out of their ponds as well. Um, and so they've been successful in cleaning up 
a range of toxins that have leached into waterways. Um, some examples are arsenic, pharmaceuticals, and explosives, phosphorus, and methane. Um, so cattails obviously help out humans and the environment, but um, what are some of the things they do in their natural environment to the ecosystem around them? So first and foremost, they're good at filtering water and reducing eutrophication in lakes. So basically they'll, they take up so many nutrients that um, they'll actually remove excess from the environment and make sure that every other plant in the ecosystem is getting um, exactly what they need and not too much. They're also an excellent source of food and protection specifically for smaller things like bugs and um, different parasites. And because of that, they also attract secondary predators such as birds and aquatic and terrestrial mammals. Um, one example is a bug that actually lives in the brown fluffy part. It goes in, it eats all the seeds, and then it takes the fluff and pulls it all together, wraps it all nice and tight and uses it to take shelter for the winter. And then that also helps other animals too because some animals eat that bug. So cattails not only directly helping the bug, but also indirectly helping the animals that eat the bug that shelters in the cattail. They even help once they die because they pull up so many nutrients, they have a lot of nutrients stored in them. Um, when they start to decompose, they help build up the soils and bring in peat just by all the materials they have in them decomposing. So overall, these plants are pretty awesome and very well-rounded in the things they can do and provide. Um, they actually do so well that sometimes they're a problem, even the native ones, even the broadleaf. They actually grow so well that they can outcompete other plants in the natural habitat and start to create monocultures if they're not managed. Um, this only typically happens though when the natural things that keep these plants in check have been stopped or reduced from human interaction. Um, some of the ways cattails are considered invasive is because they have two methods of reproduction. They have asexual through their roots, which help them in immediate populations, as well as wide ranging seed dispersal, which helps them spread to different areas and different environments. Um, they also have extensive root networks, which allowed them to kind of crowd out other important, wet, other important wetland plant species. But, um, despite all this, with careful stewardship of cattail environments, you can actually have, um, a really healthy ecosystem with cattails in there, healthier than they might be without the cattails. Um, so the seed formation on these different, sorry, there's the broad leaf as we taught, have been talking about, and then the narrow leaf, um, narrow leaf is invasive. And the interesting thing about these is that broad leaf and narrow leaf can actually hybridize and make another type of invasive cattail. Um, the way to identify these plants um, is broadleaf is green in most cases, um, but that's kind of similar to the narrow leaf and hybridized. Um, the um, for the seed formation, it's a lot easier to identify between the three. Broadleaf is longer, and the corn on the cob looking. Uh, seed spike is thicker than the hybridized, which is 
long but very thin. And the narrow leaf it, cattail is shorter. It, the corn on the cob female spike is very short. Um, the leaf size, um, broadleaf is one to two inches wide, whereas the narrow leaf and hybridized are both one inch wide. So it's a little harder to tell with that unless you have a um, ruler on you. So it's important to understand these distinctions between these different plants because the broadleaf, while being native, um, although it's an aggressive grower, is not invasive. These other two species are completely 100% invasive, um, the narrow leaf and the hybridized version between the two. Um, basically all this means is that when you're out and you see cattail, some of it is going to be good cattail and some of it is going to be bad cattail. And if you're in charge of managing wetland habitat it's important to know the difference between those two cattails or if you're just an interested faunaist it's just good to know the differences between these kind of plants and to know which one's your local plant and your homegrown plant and which one's um, not supposed to be there and is harming the environment by outcompeting all of its other, other plant species yeah. in the ecosystem um, that's all we have for the broadleaf cattail. However, I'd like to point out that Paige is still currently working on her basket. It's coming out pretty good. It's got a nice, strong, sturdy base. Um, basically, she's taking the leaves of the cattail and intertwining them up and over the stalks of the cattail. It's creating very sturdy material. It's also waterproof. Yeah. The leaves on cattail have natural water resistance that helps to keep water off, making them another excellent form of human use because that way you can build temporary shelters mats bowls and all this other stuff that's not that's going to last for a little while be fairly durable and also protected from the elements so all in all we think a very interesting plant and definitely worth time using it and getting to know it um, one of the questions we had while doing this podcast was why don't we as people use this more often? Um, we have a whole bunch of different materials that aren't as sustainable as cattail that have caused a lot of environmental harm. But here we have a native plant that can do a whole bunch of uses for us. It can make different things we need. It helps out the environment. Um, up, yeah. And it cleans up all our pollution. And so the question is, why don't we use it anymore? Why, isn't, why haven't we taken the time to get to know this plant and start to incorporate it in our daily lives? And that's just more or less because we don't think about it every day. You know, to us, plants are just these green things. And the cattail is, is an excellent example of why we should take the time in our day to really get to know our plants and see if we can't use them in our day-to-day -day lives to make our lives better and the life of the world a little bit healthier. Get to know your neighborhood plant friends. I was on the same.